Welcome to the English with Chinese podcast, a place for you if you never do delicious English learner, want to build confident voice in English so you can make positive change in South Africa. My name is Ruth Whipple and I am an English language teacher. Join me here each week as we explore ways you can improve your English and your life and use your voice in English to speak about important global issues. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. This week we're going to be talking all about the topic of travel, diving deep into some native resources, an article and a video on this topic, particularly related to volunteer tourism. So if you know about this topic and would like to hear more, my own views and some of the things that I've read about it, keep listening. And if you have no idea what this is, this is going to be a really interesting topic all about, you know, debating some of the controversial issues related to traveling and the ethics and sustainability of travel in general. So I think it's a really good topic for this time of year as it is the month of July uh, where we are all probably thinking of traveling, especially after the pandemic and of years, literally years of being locked up at home. I think many of us want to get away and, uh, and travel and explore the world. And, and this is a topic that comes from last month in the English Changemaker Club, my group membership, where we have group discussion classes every month. We, we choose a different topic. And last month we spoke about travel and we looked at one of our subtopics was on travel and ethics. So these sources are things that we discussed and debated in the, in the Changemaker Club last month. So just before we get into it, I just wanted to kind of chat to you a little bit to update you. I'm recording this. This is actually my second uh, podcast recording of the day. Earlier today, I had a great interview with a guest who will be on in August. She is involved in advocacy and human rights in, in Brussels, particularly related to, to migrants and minority groups. And so that will be a really great episode. But yeah, this is quite unusual today that I'm actually recording two podcast episodes in a day because I have cut down my workload, which has really helped me because I produce, I edit, I create these podcasts myself. And at the beginning, I was doing it every single week, which is on top of all of my work that I do, my teaching, my client work, my membership, my group classes. So uh, now I have reduced it down to every second week. So usually you will have a podcast twice or even sometimes three times a month. And, and so, so yeah, so it feels like I haven't spoken to you for a while on this podcast because, yeah, we had the guest interview last week. Sometimes I don't uh, sit down to record one for a few weeks. But anyway, yeah, this has been a, a busy day of recording podcasts. And uh, I think as well, uh, reducing the episodes I bring out, I really hope that I can give great quality, that I can create transcripts that are accurate, that you can uh, download and subscribe to the transcripts if you want. And also that I have other time to spend on my projects like the English Changemaker Club, which is something that's very close to my heart that I love doing. That is a great community of really intelligent, curious people who want to have stimulating conversations about different topics and learn English in the process. So, you know, advance their English through connecting and engaging with 
interesting native resources. So these were some of the resources that we looked at. So without further ado, I think I will get into the topic of this podcast episode. So as I was saying, we're going to look at this idea of volunteer tourism, or sometimes it's called voluntourism. And this is a huge industry. Actually, it's a billion dollar industry. So even if it's something that you've never really been involved in or you don't know about, it's definitely a very interesting one to know about. And it also raises questions in relation to racism, colonialism, I suppose narcissism as well. So it really is a fascinating discussion and uh, thing to look at. So as I said, we did look at some topics related to travel and ethics. We were looking in the Changemaker Club at sustainability and different things in relation to, you know, how we travel, because we always have some kind of impact, unfortunately, some kind of negative impact when we travel. And, you know, travel is usually such a positive thing that many of us enjoy. But, you know, there are things that that impact, you know, for example, flying, it is known now that flying is quite unsustainable, that it has a huge impact on carbon emissions. So I know many people now who avoid flying altogether. I unfortunately am not in that camp. Sometimes I wonder, I would like to try to abstain from flying, but it's really not possible when I live, when my home country is on an island in Ireland, and it's really important for me to visit my family from Belgium. So I yeah, I, I still fly, but, you know, some people, they, they do that. They want to do their bit for the planet. That's a good expression. They want to play their part. They want to do their bit. And even if it may seem like it's just a drop in the ocean, that it isn't really uh, going to make a difference. I think if everybody does something, all of these drops in the ocean, all of our contributions can add up to something bigger, something greater. So we can have an impact collectively. So, yeah, talking about sustainability, the environment, that was a topic on its own, which I'm not covering in this. I'm focusing more on the human impact, as I was saying, and which relates to racism and kind of narcissism and, you know, Instagram nowadays. So, yeah, this idea of volunteer tourism, I'm just going to read a little bit from um, the article, which will really set the scene for you. So let me just read it here. So consider this, how would you feel if random rich people from another race and country were given a free reign, without the usual stringent vetting or suitable qualifications, to volunteer in schools, orphanages, hospitals or community projects, build schools, be around your children interrupting their education, or taking photos of children in vulnerable positions for the purpose of sharing them on social media, all without your permission. To make matters worse, imagine if these people also came from a country that invaded your country and slaughtered your people in the past. It is not a bad thing to care about issues like access to water or education, human trafficking, malnutrition, child protection, maternal health, poverty, HIV AIDS. It's certainly not wrong to see needs that exist within our own communities or internationally and to want to do something to address these needs. The problem arises when you need to be centered as the one solving these problems and when the recipients of your aid or charity are always black and brown people. 
The problem arises when you need to be photographed for every charitable act and when you receive praise for simply being pictured in close proximity to black bodies. So those are not my words. They are from this article that I'm going to link below. It's actually a blog article. So from someone, yeah, who wrote about this. Where is the link? Yeah, it's called Ali Sun and it's the white savior. And she also links some really good resources. I haven't, I haven't looked at it, but there is one book called Me and White Supremacy, How to Recognize Your Privilege, Combat Racism and Change the World. I think I'll definitely be looking that book up. It's by Leila Sa- Saad. So yeah, think about that. So I think, you know, listening to that or, you know, from me reading that, you might know what I mean when I talk about volunteer tourism. You may have seen in the media, on social media as well, people who visit countries and it's often, well, it's, it's the global south, it's the developing countries that are in Africa, Latin America, Asia. And often these people are from Europe and North America and they come and they, they may pose and take pictures with, with children and everyone looks really happy and it's great. It's great for their social media and they might receive praise for it. So this is exactly what I want to explore. So as I was saying, this is a huge industry. It's a $173 billion industry, volunteerism. And so it is this idea of, you know, going away instead of just being a tourist, you go away and you, you would pay like several thousand sometimes for the privilege of volunteering in orphanages or maybe teaching English, maybe building a school. I have heard all of these. Actually, I grew up with this kind of, I suppose, rhetoric or acceptance of this. You know, many people in, in my school, there were programs in my school where teenagers of 16, 17, 18 years old would go to India with, you know, a very well-meaning and recognized charity. Like, I'm not saying all of volunteer tourism is bad. This is a controversial type of tourism and a lot has come out lately about it, but not all of it is bad. You know, the money that was raised is often to go to the charity and then the people that go, maybe young people, maybe adults, they will go into schools, orphanages, they will visit them. They will develop a cultural awareness and they will really learn about another culture and really see the poverty for themselves. And then they can go home and tell their family and also donate and like contribute money and offer assistance, of course. But the thing is with this, this volunteer tourism, it's usually for a very short period of time. It could be anything from one week to maybe a few months, but it's very temporary. It's very short term. And as in the video, the the woman, Samantha Nutt, she is a founder of a charity, War Child USA. She speaks very concisely and succinctly about this tourism. She says that it really is designed to benefit the visitor more than the host country, this volunteer tourism. And I'm going to talk about it from two different angles now and borrowing from what she said that it makes a spectacle of poverty. So a spectacle, you know, a spectator is somebody who watches something like a movie. You are in the audience. So when there's a spectacle, poverty, it's almost like it's in a movie or it's something to be consumed. It's something to be looked at and 
poverty is a very negative thing. So arguably, maybe it's not the best thing to be just watching and kind of, you know, kind of it's a kind of touristic experience for you. Yeah, people suffering. And obviously, you know, I, I'm saying all of this, this is what she said. I don't think it's totally uh, bad. There are lots of positive ac aspects to volunteer tourism. And I'm only speaking from what I've heard, you know, as I said, I grew up a lot with this idea and many people I know uh, have done it. I never did it in the end. Um, I was probably very close to going on one of these trips. Th these kinds of trips, I felt they were very attractive to me when I was younger. I really wanted to go. I know I knew that usually when you went on these volunteer tours and trips, you need to you needed to raise a lot of money usually. And that was for your um, flight, for your accommodation and also some money that would go to the organization. My mother, actually, my parents, they were a little bit cynical of it. And, you know, they used to always say, well, you know, you could help someone locally. You can go and help a homeless charity in your hometown. You don't need to go a way to, to help. And I think that was a, a really good piece of advice. There is a phrase that I grew up as well learning. It was like, think global, act local. So although we see, you know, all of this stuff internationally and we think, yeah, you know, their poverty and suffering is so much, much more than we see in our own country. I guess, you know, acting locally, acting with local charities or making your own donations. But anyway, I'm going off point a little bit, but yeah, I just wanted to bring in my own personal perspective there. But yeah, so there's two points I want to talk about. Making a spectacle of poverty for volunteer tourism, that's the, the first thing that I would say is a bit controversial. And the second point is related to white saviorism. A very interesting com concept. So the idea of saving community, being a white savior. So this is this has been a term that was coined. I think it's in sociology and politics. It's something that I came across in my university studies. So very interesting. So let's take a look at the first point. So making a spectacle of poverty, as this lady in the video said. So the first thing I would say is, as she was saying that. It benefits the tourist more than the host community. So as I said just already that, you know, I think it is a huge benefit for someone going there to really develop a cultural awareness. You know, it's one thing reading about it, but actually seeing it and experiencing it, it can really hit home that devastation, that poverty. And it may, you know, force someone into action while helping out while they're there. Also, back when they are home, they can tell their families about it. They can make donations. They can continue throughout their lives helping in that way. So it definitely is beneficial for the, the person who is involved in volunteer tourism. Very good for personal growth, maybe for their own career. Definitely for me, my upbringing, my, my education in secondary school was very, it really helped me to choose my path, my career path, because I was part of a group called the Peace and Justice Group in my secondary school. I was the chairperson in my final year as well. So I was really, really passionate, loved this topic, which was looking at human rights, creating awareness about human rights topics, social justice topics like uh, gender equality and climate change. So all of these topics. And this really informed my decision to go and study human rights in university. 
So yeah, there's a lot of benefits, I think, to volunteer tourism for the tourists. But on the other hand, is it really beneficial for the host community? It's usually something very short term. And I think I wrote down three adjectives that I think could be used and they are all in order of extremity. So I think on the first hand, it can be an quite ineffective. So even though it's meant to be helping a community, you know, you're volunteering to help out because it's so short term, you don't really uh, make much progress because maybe you're teaching and then you go after two weeks and it's just a continuous endless cycle of teachers and the children's education is never really consistent and is constantly interrupted by new faces so it's actually ineffective and also in the blog in the article it said that and I have friends who who did this who went to Africa and built houses that some of these houses so basically unskilled foreigners would come over and really, you know, they, they have a good intention. Their heart is in the right place. But they come over to build a house or to build a school or to build something that the, the town needs. But some of these houses are not even fit for living in. So these houses are just left there and are actually not used. So yeah, you could imagine these volunteers. They're not builders. They're not construction workers. They just come over to build. So it's actually ineffective. The next thing I would say is that it's dangerous because it exposes vulnerable people, young children and children in orphanages, poor people to anyone. And often these people don't have a check of their background. And so in that way, yeah, it can be quite dangerous and, and these people are quite vulnerable. So that is the first point about making a spectacle of poverty. Now, the second point, and this is covered a lot in the in the blog article and uh, also in the video, she touches on it. She says, you know, in the video that in this, um, and I'm going to call this point the white savior point, in this volunteer tourism, it's really reinforcing outdated stereotypes. So the stereotype of the suffering, well, like these are my, not my words, but in Ireland, we would often collect money for the black babies or, you know, the children in Africa, that kind of thing. So there was that outdated stereotype that people in Africa, they were all poor, which is totally not true. But this was just very limited, ignorant viewpoint. And I think kind of promoted by the church in my case, because Ireland is a very Catholic country and it was informed by the missionaries and the church. So yeah, these outdated stereotypes and being the white savior. Again, this is the concept that comes that was coined a few decades ago. Being a white savior, it's the idea of believing that you are more superior as a race. So this is where the racist controversy comes in and you can come in and fix their problem. You can save them. So this is the white savior idea, this white savior complex. And I would organize this into two points. The first I would call the selfie problem. Yeah. And the second is colonialism and racism. So the first one is something I think that many of you could recognize and what I touched on earlier. It's it's being it's it's taking the selfie of yourself in a group of children and the children have no names. You probably didn't ask the parents permission to take this photo, but you are the star of the show. 
you're uh, the savior. You're the one who is the center of the photo and the story you will tell or, or will portray through that photo is that you are saving them or you are the one to solve their problem without acknowledging like the whole story. Maybe there are usually community leaders who are, who are leading you, who are telling you what they have been doing. And as a 20 year old, you know, girl from, from Ireland, you're not going to be the one really who's at the end of the day, who is, is going to solve all their problems. But I think, yeah, these photos can kind of portray that, and especially when you see, and, and that's going on to the next uh, point, but the racism and colonialism part of the, the young white uh, person with a group of black um, people. So this is the colonial and racist point. Yeah, and I think it is just this idea of believing that as another race or group of people that you know better than uh, the others. And it, it comes back to, yeah, colonialism. And as a post-colonial country, Ireland, Ireland was also colonized. So we should probably know better than others. But I think as well, we we care, like there are a lot of celebrities and well-known people in Ireland who have highlighted in the past the problems of poverty in Africa and done good things. But yeah, I think still there is that idea of being the saviour of being the hero in trying to to um, fight poverty or whatever. So, but for Ireland as a Catholic country, we had the missionaries. So we had the religious leaders going over to countries like the Philippines because the Philippines is a country that I, I think of. I remember receiving magazines from reading these magazines growing up about the missionaries. And, you know, you had Latin American countries, you had Asian countries, but my uh, partner is half Filipino. So it's interesting. Probably the first time that I heard of the Philippines was through reading these magazines from, from religious missionaries who were helping the local people as, you know, Irish people or European people in the Philippines. So, so yeah, that is interesting. But yeah, being a missionary, religious missionary or colonial power, as in the UK, Belgium, France, a lot of the European countries, the Netherlands, all of these have colonial, post-colonial countries. And often it's kind of like history repeating itself now that uh, this volunteer tourism is booming, this industry is booming, and many European and US people decide to go over and have this kind of idea of thinking that they can save everything and they can help everyone. So yeah, those are the two points. Um, I think there's a lot that I've covered there. And wow, it's a really, really fascinating exploration. Very, very, a lot to unpack there, a lot to think about, I think. I would love to hear what you think about all of this. If you have any stories yourself, have you ever participated in volunteer tourism? I'd like to just again state that I don't think all of it is bad. And I think I've read articles and videos that have that are showing the bad side but there's a lot of good and I myself have not done it so yeah I think there's a lot of good but just I will definitely link the book as well I think that book is worth reading the article the video and I hope that in this podcast I can kind of you know summarize these native resources in an easy to follow easy to understand way that you can listen to in you know 20 minutes and and then maybe might inspire you you want to go and read more about it 
You might want to talk about it in English with your friends or with your community and maybe even join the English Changemaker Club because, yeah, the doors have opened now. It's been closed for a while and we've really enjoyed exploring topics on this, like travel, but also human rights, technology. We're, we're talking about health this, this month and we'll be talking about the decision to limit abortion services in the U.S., also, we'll be looking at like health and refugees. We'll be looking at stress management. Lots of really interesting topics. So if you do want to join the English Changemaker Club, go and look at my links in the, in the show notes. And also, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, you can go and um, find a transcript for this. You can subscribe for a free trial and then, and then you just pay a small amount after that. So, so yeah, I think I have my class in five minutes, so I, I need to wrap up. But there are there were some some expressions I wanted to go over. To do someone's bit, to do our bit for the planet is to make a contribution, to make a small contribution. And when something is a drop in the ocean, it is also like a small contribution. It's usually used maybe negatively that, you know, what we do will not really make a difference. It's just a drop in the ocean. And then also when something is well-intentioned, when some people uh, have done, want to do good things, they have their heart in the right place, to have their heart in the right place. Another one, I don't think I actually uh, spoke about this, but to cause more harm than good is a good expression as well. So I think in summary, you could say that volunteer tourism potentially causes more harm than good. Yes, there are some good elements, but it sounds like to me that this kind of volunteer tourism, short ter term volunteer tourism, where people are inexperienced, they don't really have the necessary qualifications to build houses, to teach children, to look after them in an orphanage. I think, I think overall it does more harm than good. So I hope you have a great week and uh, thanks for tuning in this week. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of English for Change. If you enjoyed this, I would love it if you could leave a review or recommend the show to a friend. See you next time.